time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Yeah, boy. After having a week off, it's time for the Council Roundup. Final Tuesday of August, and they had a meeting. Still would put the suggestion out there. Next year, I don't know if they've already approved this, the calendar. They probably already have. Uh, but if there are five Tuesdays in August of next year, don't make one of the Tuesdays State Fair Week. Just my suggestion. Put it out there. All right, a uh, lot to get to from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. It is the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out. 7-11 now. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Head West Subs. Why we focus on the Springfield City Council with the Council Roundup? Let's face it. You spend a lot of your time in and around Springfield. You probably spend a lot of your tax dollars buying stuff in Springfield. You come and visit for festivals. You come and visit for restaurants. You come and visit for this, that, and the other. It's important to know how uh, Springfield's running, uh, but it's also good to hear from uh, some of the city leaders, uh, and that's what the Council Roundup's all about. So let's get right into it. A city leader is leaving the city, already announced that, but Andrew Proctor getting recognized last night at the Springfield City Council meeting. The city of Springfield commends Andrew Proctor for his commitment, sincerity, and dedication to our residents, neighborhoods, and community, Ward 5 Alderman from 2015 to 2021. So congratulations, and we appreciate him and wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you much. So thank you. So Alderman Andrew Proctor announcing several weeks ago that he is uh, leaving the city and resigning from being an alderman. I did have a speech prepared, but I know I won't be able to get through it. And I know my former colleagues like quick meetings, so we'll get this done quick. But I do have my last agenda that I was here for, and I'd appreciate if you all could sign it for me. Um, it's going away. That'd be so. pretty cool. Frame um, that. Just really want to quickly thank um, city staff, um, because we have some of the best city workers here that any city could ask for. Uh, police, fire, public works, everybody. Um, at the end of the day, the aldermen are just like the conduits of information, and it's the city staff that have the direct impact on the citizens' lives and stuff, so I appreciate that. And I really want to thank you, um, Tim Griffin and Jeanette Bland. They've been like my work family. Uh, they're great people. They're saints. Um, without their help, um, none of this I don't think would be possible. So. And those are uh, council coordinators and uh, the assistants to the city council uh, individuals who I'm sure take all kinds of phone calls and field all kinds of emails at Odd Towers uh, and probably work way, way more than 60 hours a week. Appreciate it. Uh, and then last, just want to thank um, my former colleagues on the city council. It's been a true honor to work with you to help lead this, the city. Um, it's been an honor in my life and I will truly, I, <laughs> I will miss it, but it's time for the next chapter of my life. So I appreciate the opportunity, and everybody stay safe. God bless. All right. Alderman Proctor, you will be missed, uh, that's for sure. And I know you say you'll miss the job, but, uh, man, I bet you're going <laughs> to... 
you're going to enjoy not getting calls about potholes and loud music and stuff. All right, uh, so Alderman Proctor on his way out getting a proclamation and a plaque and also having uh, his uh, former colleagues on the city council sign the last agenda that he was part of. Uh, definitely want to get that framed. All right, moving on. City business. Let's hear it. Here's the clerk laying out the next ordinance that's up for city consideration. An ordinance authorizing execution of an intergovernment agreement with the city of Leland Grove for overlaying Chatham Road for the Office of Public Works. So really, uh, what this is, it's not just an intergovernmental agreement it's the city of springfield getting springfield tax dollars to leland grove so that they can spend it on certain things with the promise of paying it back with some interest alderman joe McMiniman cautioned about the city being a bank for other municipalities around the area we want to get chatham road completed and it's a it's a high priority we don't know yet what the um bidding will look like on this contract. The uh, bidding has not been opened yet, so we don't know the cost. Uh, and we don't know what grants yet. Uh, after, after talking with Nate Bottom today, we don't know what grants are available. So the overall cost, not quite there, Alderman McMiniman laying out. Precedent of this, if this becomes a short-term loan, I think I can vote yes to it. But if it's a long-term loan, eight years, and we don't know how much is being lent out, I think we have to think this through. Alderman Redpath also chiming in with some concerns about this idea of giving what could be $1.4 million or $1 million or it's unclear exactly how much ultimately the loan will be, but uh, the duration for eight years at a certain interest rate, uh, raising uh, some, some red flags to some aldermen, including Alderman Redpath. I'm going to have trouble voting for this unless I see some numbers. The amount basically in an eight-year note, but we're, you know, we could be in hard times and need the money. So I'm, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. They did get a visit from someone out of Leland Grove. My name is Mary Jo Bangard. I'm the mayor of Leland Grove. So she shared some of her thoughts about uh, what exactly this uh, particular intergovernmental agreement will do. Our working budget is $1.3 million. Can we do this project without you? we would have to seek other arrangements and we would probably have to delay it for a little bit longer. Is it gonna be a short-term loan? Our hope it is. Our hope is that as soon as we get the million dollars and we can process the papers, we will give that to you as soon as we can get that to you. So uh, Leland Grove's mayor laying out there that uh, they need this dollars. They need these these dollars in order to uh, uh, accomplish uh, finishing some of the work on Chatham Road. Uh, Alderwoman Conley says <laughs> she's all about finishing work on Chatham Road. <laughs> I want you to know I'm actually in favor of this. I get more complaints about that particular stretch of road than I get about any road that's actually in Ward 8. Um, it's I've, I've had people contact me with their tires have been blown out, with swerving to avoid some of those, you know, mm -hmm. potholes and almost hitting someone else. Um, we are charging an interest rate in this. It's it is a low, I think, yes. reasonable interest rate for very generous between yes between two governments. And I would like to point out also that the city of Springfield is is taking on the engineering for this. Yes. But this is a, this is a stretch. Chatham Road is a stretch that creates so many problems. So Alderwoman Conley, uh, recognizing what I think uh, most drivers around Springfield recognize, and that is that uh, Chatham Road needs help. And one thing that people don't realize is not all of Chatham Road is the city of Springfield's. Here's uh, the mayor of Leland Grove. You know, we already have money set aside 
for this project. So we do have money set aside for it. Our problem is we don't have the money, the working capital, to pay the contractors all of it when they need it. Alderman Hanauer uh, jumping into the debate about this idea of city of Springfield loaning Springfield tax dollars to Leland Grove as a eight-year loan with a certain interest rate. It, I can tell you from where we'll fix up our portion and the township doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's the city. They blame the city. Right. They don't care that it's Leland Grove or Jerome. Yeah. It's a city. They look at Chatham Road as being a city road. And listen, a driver's a driver, right? And they fill up gas and they're paying taxes. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't see the, the city lines or the city limits. And they just, when they're filling up their tank, they're paying their taxes. Uh, and they want to make sure that the roads are done properly. Uh, but does it mean shifting tax dollars from the city of Springfield to Leland Grove? Alderman McMiniman uh, has an interesting suggestion here. I've said to me, Joe, why are we a bank to Leland Grove? Leland Grove has the highest median property values in, in our area. So when Springfield wants to do road improvements, we have to raise taxes on our citizens. Um, during my time on the council, we raised sales taxes twice. And so I would think that you know, a better financing uh, process for Leland Grove would be to raise taxes on their citizens, just like we have to raise taxes on ours. And he continues. So I'd like to see what those grants come out to and what the bidding is on, on the, uh, for the Leland Grove portion of the road, which we'll know by the end of the week. And let's see then if we can do a short-term loan and with assurance that there's a method to pay it back. Mm -hmm. Alderman McMiniman also suggesting that they uh, drop the actual uh, loan amount from what could be 1.2 or 1 million to actually just 400,000. Uh, Alderman Redpath chiming in here as well. I don't know how in good conscience I could vote for this. I have some of the worst roads in Springfield at the lake, and I have uh, the taxpayers in my ward pay an enormous amount of money. But there, we have terrible roads out there. And for me to say I'm going to vote to send money to another municipality and we can't fix our own roads, it, it's going to be hard for me to do. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with that ordinance as uh, they possibly advance it on final passage uh, and then it moves to the mayor's desk. But we've got plenty of other action from last night's Springfield City Council meeting, including the order of Sean Gregory. He had a uh, list of demands and questions and concerns at the tail end of the meeting. We'll also hear from Elizabeth Scrafford uh, from the local Sierra Club about what happened at CWLP yesterday with the ash release. Uh, but we've got plenty more stuff to get to as well. Stay tuned. It is the Council Roundup on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Back with the Council Roundup. A lot of action last night at the Springfield City Council meeting. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Downtown location now open for lunch. I'm Greg Bishop, bringing you the Council Roundup each and every Wednesday. If there's a council meeting on a Tuesday night, I wake up extra special early, download and digest, and get you all the clips that you need to know to get your day going. But last night, after uh, dealing with a question about loaning Leland Grove some money, uh, the committee of the whole last night took up another issue that deals with fire stations and uh, a contract for some design services with uh, um, six figures behind it. I have an agreement with Archi Images Incorporated for architectural designs services 
for up to three fire stations in the amount not to exceed $750,000 for the Springfield Fire Department. Seven hundred and fifty grand to design some firehouses. That's not to build one. That's just to design one. Uh, here's uh, Alderman Hanauer uh, raising some uh, some questions right off the bat. We do not have anything in the southwest part of town um, uh, proposed. The southwest part of town is one of the largest growing areas of the city, and these these houses will be there for these firehouses will be in place probably for the next. 20 years or, or, or more, and uh, quite frankly, we need to plan on going where we know there's growth, and we're, from what I've seen so far, we haven't. Fire Chief responding to some of the uh, questions that have been brought up. Uh, we had two that were local and two that I would call semi-local. And he's talking about the uh, contractors here that uh, they ultimately picked to uh, do the design work for $750,000. Semi-local um, within the state or over down in the uh, collar areas of St. Louis. Uh, the, the company that we decided on uh, has an office in Belleville and one in St. Louis. More about this from the fire chief. I'm the person that, that put the preemption uh, system into place. We recognize that we want to get to the southwest corridor faster. That's an option. That's a place we're looking. We recognize on the north end. Uh, we're currently uh, talking to uh, the state of Illinois about the fairgrounds and, and whether or not uh, having a fire firehouse out on the fairgrounds is the best place for us. That may give us other options of moving things around and and even more this is not a fast process anyway and we just wanted to pick who we who we thought was going to do the best job of designing firehouses as early as possible so could this advance we shall see here's some more from last night's meeting when we get the parcels purchased then they can they can start or at least under contract they can start with the design process the design process is probably going to take anywhere from three to four months um, and that'll get us into the winter, so they wouldn't be wouldn't be breaking uh, ground on that anyway. Then we're going to have um, some bid letting as far as the contractors and the actual work being done. And we believe that if the, the time frame for that, we could, if we have the if we get everything in place the way that we we want to, we can break ground early in calendar year 2022 possibly be with a with the hopes of finishing by the end of calendar year 2022 so a bit of the timeline on when we can actually see shovels in the ground uh to open up some firehouses but there's still some concern as to where these firehouses are ultimately going to go again here's alderman ralph hanauer uh raising some of those concerns we need to have a study and, and and say this is where they need to go because uh, i'm you know, we can move forward, but it sounds like you guys already know where you want them. And, and, and I, I'm, what I'm seeing is the southwest part of town is not part of it. Mayor Jim Langfelder responding to some of that. With regards to plans, that's the problem Springfield. Plans are sitting on the shelf for 12 years. And we're in these tough negotiations because we haven't been able to build a firehouse because of the way it's structured. Firehouse today is not the same structure as was pre-1970s. Everybody understands that. But you have to move the fire stations. So um, the back and forth uh, continuing with the mayor uh, moving forward with this idea of getting a design study for 750 grand. Should it be a firehouse? I'm not sure. Should it be, uh, you know, EMS? I'm not sure. You know, that's what we're trying to take a look at. And the company, the architectural firm, they have the best expertise with regards to that.
So, um, what about uh, Alderman McMiniman? Where is he on this issue? Uh, he actually takes a kind of a different approach altogether uh, when it comes to fire services, saying that uh, we have a lot of money, a lot of resources for fire. But that comes at the cost of neglecting other major issues. And I think there's a constituency out there. It's hard for our voters and our taxpayers to put all this money towards fire. And we see these other problems around that are going, that are not sufficiently addressed. So um, that's why I can't vote for this in its present form. If it's scaled down, I can maybe vote for it. So uh, this will, uh, of course, uh, have more debate to it next week, and we'll bring you that here on the Council Roundup right here on WMAY. Got to take a break for news, come back, and get into some old and new business. Well, obviously, the city of Springfield didn't reach out to listener Al for those uh, contractual services to get uh, new firehouses designed because um, he's offering up to do it uh, with a fraction of the cost. He says, square building with base to park fire trucks and some doors. And I'm only going to charge the city $250,000 for that design. It's the... <laughs> It's the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, and uh, we, of course, are in the midst of the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Uh, so we just finished up hearing about a $750,000 contract for design of some fire stations uh, and uh, some questions about where those fire stations are ultimately going to go. Still more to get to here with last night's Committee of the Whole meeting. Here is uh, the clerk laying out the next ordinance up for consideration. Chapter 100 of the 1980 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances has increased the hotel and motel tax by 1% from 7% to 8%. So uh, we're going to increase some taxes there for uh, hotel motel taxes. This all plays into the park, uh, the, the Legacy Point uh, sports complex that's being that's been discussed for, for months. Uh, here's Alderman Sean Gregory with, with some of his concerns. You know, I was a no vote on this, not because of the, 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 the sports complex, um, but really the developer's unwillingness to, to um, be forward-thinking and, and, and this really help our whole community. So we're past that. So I, I can't good, in good faith, you know, vote for us to raise the taxes, you know, for it. Alderman McMiniman also chiming in. McMiniman. So I'll be a no vote on this also. I'm for the sports complex. I'm just against the way we've financed this. We're uh, depending, depending too much on um, the taxpayers for a private activity. Um, so I'll be a no vote on the omnibus, but also in addition to that, just as a technical matter, um, these ordinances all affect our city code, and there's no, uh, in, these, in the versions of these that I saw, there's no proposed code languages change changes. So. Corporation Council Jim Zirkel chiming in on that question and kind of giving a bit of an overview of what all of the ordinances here being uh, uh, ultimately doing when it comes to the Legacy Point uh, sports complex. The, the only code change is actually 2021-344, uh, which uh, raises the tax from 7 to 8 uh, percent. That is an actual code change, and uh, it's attached uh, to the ordinance. The others are simply authorizing rebate agreements or uh, rebates and so those are not uh, per se code changes but 
What are all the ordinances that they put together as an omnibus? Let's hear the clerk lay those out. 2021-345, an ordinance authorizing a 2% hotel-motel tax rebate for Legacy Park Sports, LLC, for development agreement and dated June 15, 2021, to develop a sports complex within the projected area. 2021-346, an ordinance authorizing a city property tax rebate for Legacy Park Sports, LLC, for the development agreement dated June 15, 2021, to develop a sports complex within the project area. 2021-347, an ordinance authorizing a sales tax rebate agreement for Legacy Park Sports, LLC, for the development agreement dated June 15, 2021, to develop a sports complex within the project area. So they lumped all those together and they advanced them. Uh, we could hear more debate on that next week as well. All right, now time for uh, new and unfinished business uh, on the order of Alderman Sean Gregory. He's got a list of things that he wants to lay out there. You know, two weeks off is, is, is good for us to have that Tuesday off, but it's also uh, a bad thing because it... it, it um, it allows a lot of things to fester. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's, if you're unable to uh, publicly address things, uh, taking a week off as they did last week, I would imagine some things would start to, to fester. Uh, but he talked about branch and leaf pickup. I got about six or seven spots that I still need to be picked up. I do um, look for new and old leaves. So these, these things have been out there well before the 23rd when we did start that section. He's got some more issues. I was made aware today that we are getting the Salvation Army grass cut. That's something that we've been talking about for a long time, and it, and, and it shouldn't have to wait till tonight um, before council for us to get cut. He also wants an update on cleanup crews that he helped budget for. As well as, you know, uh, if we got all the equipment ordered and, and the people hired. And he says he's getting contacted by contractors who just want some uh, um, ability to, to bid on city contracts. So that's very disturbing to me to, to, to you know, see that. So it, it makes me think back on the ordinances that— Here we go. Here's Alderman Gregory. Um, I have received several emails from um, prospective um, engineers, architects, um, who have high interest in, in many of the road work that is um, being planned for War II, um, and, and they want a, a fair shot um, on that. So I, I encourage us to, to ensure that we um, look for minority companies to bid those, to, to give us a bid on those. So Alderman Sean Gregory throwing out a whole bunch of things that uh, he's concerned with and uh, looking to get some answers and some guidance. Uh, meanwhile, last night, you had several individuals address the council. One in particular at the tail end, Elizabeth Scrafford with the local Sierra Club. Uh, she addressed the ash release that happened at CWLP. Here's Elizabeth last CWLP night. CWLP has a very short statement. It says, don't worry, the water's fine. And the CDC says it might be a little bad for your health. I went down there, my lungs were burning, my eyes were burning. It didn't say stay inside. A lady rode by me on her bike with her shirt over her head saying, what's going on? That would be uh, quite uh, quite alarming. I was at the Capitol in the basement and saw pictures being shared on social media around 4 o'clock. I was like, what the, what's going on there? Uh, more from Elizabeth. This is Unit 4. This is not the first incident in Unit 4, unfortunately. And she continues uh, to talk about how just down the road at the State House, there were conversations about energy policy. Uh, the legislature is discussing an energy bill where I'm assuming Doug Brown, the CWP chief utility engineer, is, is using city money to lobby against a clean energy bill. So she obviously uh, is not a fan of CWLP, uh, and she says that uh, what 
what happened yesterday is pollution any way you cut it. I understand that that is not the intention, but that is certainly the impact. There's not a message that has gone out that says stay inside, stay safe. What about the folks who are going to go fishing on Spalding Dam? She has a list of questions that she wants answered, uh, starting with uh, a pretty simple one. Uh, what measures are going to be taken to prevent further occurrences while this unit is rest running? And even more questions. Are you testing material that escaped? Who was this discussed with while the issue was happening? Are there plans for a report of the incident with who and what information is going to be shared of what happened? and why it happened? Have you already contacted state or federal regulators? And what are your plans to report to report this incident if you've not already contacted them? And really uh, boils down to health concerns uh, and uh, how this is going to impact people that are around the power plant if such an incident was to happen again, let alone what happened yesterday. It's a big mess, especially for folks who have COPD, for folks who have asthma, for folks who have ba babies or who are elderly, or God forbid, folks who have COVID. Alderman DeCenso uh, chiming in saying that... Uh, they really didn't have any information about this going into the council meeting. You know, we were getting pictures sent to us right before council. Um, then some of us got the email, the, the media advisory that this is what happened, but there was no explanation. So you know as much as I do. You probably know more than I do because we came in here at 520 to start a meeting. So you probably know a lot more than I do. Now, while Doug Brown was not there at last night's Springfield City Council meeting, there was a CWLP official there, and he laid out uh, at least some answers to some of the questions. We had an issue with the valve and the flash silo, and about around 4 o'clock, um, we did notify the agency. The LAP was notified. They were on site. They did some air sampling on site. I don't have any of the results of that. We don't have all the details. We, we got um, fire, our fire hose out to get the dust down. The fire department came out and assisted with additional trucks to get the dust down. So around, it was around 5.25, we had all the dust settled, and now we're just in the middle of cleanup and trying to get all the details on the, what caused it, what happened. So we will have a report out. We'll at least have information sometime tomorrow. I don't know what, what report we'll put together, but we'll have information out. So expect more information on that situation still to come. That's your council roundup from last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.